Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Steve, how you doing? You know, Dave, I am doing pretty well. Uh, I was pretty tired, having, you know, just put my son to sleep. But uh, I just read something pretty interesting over here uh, that I'm going to share with you and all of our listeners, because this has got to be the strangest way. The seven of our listeners. The seven, all seven of you lovely folks out there. uh, And one guy who picks fights on Twitter. um, This, so FA Cup. We had the FA Cup uh, a little while back. Was it this just this last week? I can't keep track of of days anymore. It was. It was. Uh, it was Saturday, I believe. Right? It was Saturday? two days ago. Two days ago, Steve. A whole Good two days. Lord, parenting what is killing week. this guy. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, Kidderminster, they almost pulled off the upset against West Ham. They did. Equalized in in stoppage time, and then won it with like the last kick of the game in extra time, West Ham, right? And so apparently, Rice, yeah. apparently Declan Rice's way of uh, contributing to the other team's uh, woes, I don't know, maybe to try to make him feel better. Uh, I'm not quite sure the logic here. Uh, he joined them uh, in the post-match shower Really? Yep. Uh, The Kidderminster manager said, uh, Declan Rice has showered with our lads. It's things like that that will live in their memories. (laughs) (laughs) That that would live in your memory, no question. Yeah. Do do league footballers have... uh, have bigger appendages than um, than non-league footballers. Uh, and so, I, I, man, <laughs> that's that's wicked. I'm not sure how to. <laughs> well, no, it get, it gets better. It gets better. Great way to fucking start us off, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. <laughs> I, I got to give a shout out here to this guy. Better call Tom on Reddit, uh, who said, "Well played, lads. Sorry it had to be like that. I wish there was something I could hold on. Want to see my cock?" <laughs> And this has been Wicked Spursy for this week. We will see you next next weekend. <laughs> Steve, I don't want to ask how you're doing again, man. Steve just took his sip first first sip of beer, by the way. Yep. My lovely <laughs> wife brought me a nice, nice beer to get me started. So I, I think I'm off to a good start today. <laughs> Fan freaking tastic, Steve. You're bringing it, man. You're bringing it. Hey Mike, um, how are you? Um, I'm doing really well. Uh we had uh really fun weekend uh um for those of you who didn't know um over the weekend we uh we were graciously um added to um the roster of guests um from our friends uh in australia i don't want to do the cliche down under shit oh well, i guess i just did um but from the future mike That's, i like our, yeah, our, our, friends, yeah, our friends our friends from the future yeah uh, Barney and Dan on the uh, A Bit Spursy podcast, um, they had us on. I would highly suggest checking that out if you if you haven't yet. Um, if you have and you also somehow listen to us, um, congratulations for finding us because uh, we are not the most dangerous Tottenham Hotspur podcast. Um, we're not the most knowledgeable Tottenham Hotspur podcast and we're not the most famous. But I'll tell you what, I think... We might be the most fun Tottenham Hotspur podcast. And, uh, but yeah, honestly, those guys were gracious enough to, to have us on. And, um, and to Barney and Dan, uh, uh, thanks a lot. Um, again, I know I said it at the end of your cast in, <laughs> uh, in, in kind of funny fashion. Um, but I, I, I really appreciate those guys. And, uh, it was a great conversation we had. Um, outside of that, um, I can say that um, my son, my son, uh, my my little soccer star that I love, uh, did get a black eye. Um, so uh, from from playing soccer, and 
it was a it was a wonderful it was a wonderful night for him even though he got the black guy he got the uh uh he played in four games two u12 games two uh u10 games all different teams and uh so four games seven goals and um one black guy so uh it's great watching him even though it has to be on zoom it's wonderful um and uh it, it's also uh, amazing to to finally be into winter where we're actually getting winter snowstorms uh we got a lot of snow here um life is great in the winter in vermont i i really enjoy it when it's not 87 below zero so i'm i'm happy i'm happy right now i'm energetic i'm ready to go let's get into this absolutely um and i want to echo mike your your comments on um Barney and Dan with the bits Bruzy. They, they were kind hosts. It was, it was an enjoyable time hanging out with them and talking about the club that we love. And uh, gentlemen, if you can hear us, we appreciate that. And Mike, to your point about this past weekend. Yeah. Love the winter, love the winter storms when they come, but I got to tell you, there's the other, there's the other bad side of that too. So you guys know, our listeners don't know this, but I started a new job about two and a half weeks ago. I am, I am now a uh, remote based worker like my buddy, Steve, which uh, I'm enjoying greatly. However, it doesn't work out so well when the power goes out. And when on top of the power going out, even when you have a generator, uh, your friends at Comcast slash Xfinity don't have service rocking. It's kind of hard to work from home when, when that happens. So uh, I had a pleasant surprise on Friday. We had about 36 hours of no power and uh, fumbled our way along, but good to go now. That was followed up, though, by yesterday, uh, Sunday. My youngest son, Nate, and I um, had probably the most enjoyable day of skiing we have we have had in a long, long time. Beautiful bluebird skies, not too cold. Fire pits were going, beers were out. Um, snow was fantastic. It was just an absolutely awesome day to be outside and, and uh, do the winter Vermont things. So for those of you who don't know anything about Vermont, just look it up, Google it, and then travel here because it's actually worth your time. Give it a shot. So with that, let's talk football. What do you boys say? Sure. Let's talk about Saturday. It was Saturday, Steve. I don't know if you remember this, but it was on Saturday. Two games ago. I would love, Steve, to hear your assessment first of what you you were thinking about lineups and and how things sorted out at the start of the match. Uh, I mean, barring the last-minute sort of uh, injury precautions uh, to Dyer in particular, it's kind of how I expected the the squad to line up. there were no real surprises. You know, I didn't expect any of the, uh, the new guys to come in and, and just start right away. Um, what was interesting to me was there was some, some serious game management going on really early on. Right. So we got the, the early goal, we doubled our lead and then we kind of just took our foot off and, you know, kind of coasted a little bit, uh, especially at the end of the uh, the first half and maybe even a little into the second too. Uh, and, you know, there's there was a part of me that was kind of upset that, you know, you score two and then you're just going to, you know, what, give up for the rest of the game? Like, you're not going to do it. But, you know, we've got I, I say we, they're playing three games in eight days, starting with the, uh, the Brighton fixture. And, you know, it, it kind of makes sense, right? Don't do any more than you absolutely must. Because uh, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to exhaust yourselves. We've, we've talked about how Conte has got, you know, his set of guys that he trusts. And uh, again, remember, up until the end of that game, we hadn't seen anything from our new recruits to suggest what they would offer in terms of contribution immediately to the team. So, you know, it was a little puzzling at the time to see them just kind of, you know, go at it a bit too casually and you know what Brighton bounced, you know, they, they came out in the second half, they pressured, they pressured, they got their goal. They made things, uh, much more interesting for, for Spurs than I think they needed to, but, you know, Conte reacted to that as well. We got our subs, we got our third goal and it didn't really feel like even after we, we 
were pegged back another goal, it didn't really feel like we were at risk of losing despite the casualness of, of the performance, you know, for, for 20, 30 minutes there. Uh, it, it felt comfortable. Uh, and I, I think a, a good chunk of that has got to be just having an absolute human wall of a human being in Romero standing in your back line, just making things difficult for people uh, and not taking anything away from, from Sanchez, who I thought had a great game as well. Um, and, you know, Davies is just Mr. Reliable six, seven out of 10 player back there. Uh, it, it felt good. You know, I think, I think Conte got it right this time with the uh, initial lineup. I think he got it right with the subs and I think he managed the game about as well as you could going up against premier league opposition in the cup, knowing that we've got two more important games that we need to play, um, you know, in the next week. So as long as he keeps this up um, and we see some similar sort of, you know, not wholesale uh, starting 11 changes from game to game, but, you know, little tweaks here and there, maybe Hoybier gets a rest, get Skippy back in there, you know, let, let Benteker have a start maybe at some point, you know, as long as he's doing little things like that, I, I think we're going to be in a decent spot. Um you know, we did what we needed to do. We didn't overexert ourselves. We didn't have to push into extra time and then penalty kicks. We did the job. And, you know, I guess that's all we can really ask of the team. Um, but yeah, that's that's my initial thoughts of that on that game. What you're saying is we looked professional, Steve. Is we that what I'm hearing you say? We did look professional. Um, you know, again, this is hindsight talking, right? During the game, I thought, what the hell are you clowns doing? You know, taking it a little too easy. You're just inviting the pressure on for no reason. But, you know, at the end of the day, w- when we get the result that we needed, it's it's easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, you know what? That's, that's the exact way we should have done it. Yeah, barely put. Mike, carry on with that. What do you think? What a fucking professional this guy is, right? Unreal. Unreal. Wait, who are you talking about? Steve? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's he, he's he belongs good. on a different he he's, belongs he's on a different podcast. Notch. He he is top notch, man. Yeah, we, we'll be lucky notch. to hold on to him. For I think the big boys are going to come calling for him. Well, it, pretty soon. Yeah, I think I, we might be able to get 10, 20 million million for him right now. <laughs> we might be able to Tran- transfer him to the fighting cock. You know, we, we like probably that. shouldn't hold on to him too long and let his value start going down after a certain point. So we really need to. <laughs> We need well, to maximize right. I mean, he's, he's not a, he's not a Nathan. I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to get a hundred million for him for his first tactical review, but. Has um, he aged out? I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about his age. How's, how is he? Uh, Nathan or Steven? Steven. Uh, no, 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 no. He's, he's young. He's, he's early in the game. He's uh, a millennial. That's right. He's, he is. Yeah. He's early in the game. Uh, he's got a lot of good years ahead of him. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's good with, uh, He's good with the tactics at his feet. Uh, you know, um, his 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 crossing his crossing is good. His layoffs are good to uh, to a definitely uh, a, a a weaker center forward in a in a Mike or or a, a, a central defensive midfielder like Dave. Um, I want to be a number ten. I can't be a number ten. No, you cannot be a number ten. Oh man. You, well, you, well no. listen to to the other pod. You're not creative are... enough, David. Damn, we are uh, we are we're listening to offers. You know, we we still believe in our guy, but we are we are open to conversation. I, I think we're in the ten to twenty million dollar range right now because he's because he is young and he's unproven. All right, it, true. And when we get that money, Mike, we're going to get you a laptop that works with audio and video. We're gonna, <laughs> Hell we're yeah! Gonna... You know, you know that's great. That would be great. As long oh, as Steve, these, uh... you're still with us, Steve. Hey, how are you, Steve? Sorry. You know, as long as these big name pods don't realize that underneath it all i'm just tired and lazy uh i think you guys might be able to to get away with one there he's just a dude with a flannel shirt on that's all classic classic vermont um like that was that was a good bit man well done on that i'm, I'm thanks, pretty buddy. impressed <laughs> um so um yeah like to to echo what steve said you know i mean it wasn't necessarily a a well-picked um lineup it wasn't it was it was a lineup out of necessity, not to say that that lineup might not have been picked outside of uh, Eric Dyer being you know uh, precautionary a uh, precautionary measure. Um, I I really wish Nick would stop texting me right now. 
Uh, he's making my night miserable. Yeah, Nikki Winks. We're we're trying to record a podcast right now. Quit quit blowing us up. We're, Thank we're, you. We're, we're working um, here. Thanks, Dave. So, um, honestly, like, I I I don't think he could have picked a different team. Quite honestly, um, you're obviously not gonna. I'm not going to slot in uh, on Kulisewski or or Ben Bettencur uh, at this point. Um, so we got what we got, and it was out of necessity. Um, but that being said, you know we've been we've been playing with w- with a similar lineup, you know, outside of Skippy not being there, um, it, you know, and I think it, it worked out fine. I, I, I you know. I like Winks being in there. Winks is, uh, Winks is, it's like a weird, like 180 with Winks, you know? Um, he, he's one of these guys that, that I think works well in a, in a certain kind of system with a certain kind of manager. Um, and, and it really, really shows that like, he works his he works his ass off to stay on the team, and that's why he's still here. That's why he didn't get transferred out, right? And I think we talked about maybe it was Winks's time to get transferred out. Um, but given given a little run in the in the team, I think uh, given a little run in the team, you know, it's 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 starting to bear a little fruit. And I, I think I've said that that little cliche uh, before, but. Um, Winks, Winks, and another midfielder uh, it can be pretty exciting, and 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 the 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 lineup provided that for us tonight, or well tonight on Saturday, and um, it seemed like those first like 20, 30 minutes, it was just like waves and waves and waves of attacking. And this is something that we haven't seen out of Spurs for years, and it's very exciting to watch, you know. And and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this, and we finally were provided with something that was exciting and fun to watch. And, you know, and then, like Steve said, it kind of slows down. And, you know, um, tactics change, and, you know, you have your 2-0 your lead, and then tactics change and it slows down and the the possession the time of possession uh slows down and starts to kind of fade to the other side and you know lots of times time of possession is an indicator of of how well your team is playing um based on the style of play that you usually have um so in this case time of possession um I think because of the style play changing toward the end of the first half and into the end of the second half, um, I, I Brighton is a good team, man. They're, they're they just are. They're a well coached. They're not a collection of superstar players. Um, there's a couple of really good players on that team, um, but they're not a collection of superstar players. But they're really well coached. They're well drilled. And uh, this is a team that could have been dangerous. I mean, yeah, they scored a fluky fucking goal, you know, off the back of Hoiberg, um, that off the back of that number five on his jersey. Um, but I, I don't see like I, I I see this Spurs team like they pl- they they're doing they're playing very well on defense. It seems no matter who they have there, they're playing well on defense. Um, they're playing admirable. They're they're admirably in the midfield um not great i mean we saw what happened with chelsea and i think a lot of that was midfield uh, issues um but our attacking was just like coming in waves and it was amazing to watch um so harry kane scores that absolute fucking scorcher um emerson uh has that goal that I thought was a fucking awesome, brilliant, amazing goal that something from an angle that I had never seen before. I think maybe that, that's happened once or twice in the history of soccer. Um, it's, that's probably not true, but, um, you know, it, it ends up being a deflection, but why not for, why, why not celebrate that goal as a goal? He made that happen. Um, And 
Harry, I don't, I don't, I don't get the term. I, I, I hear it all the time, but I don't get it. It was a jammy goal. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it was probably going to be Sonny's goal, I guess, but Harry Kane just kind of flew in there and cleaned up, you know, swept it up, swept up the trash. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm going to say, I, I said this on a bit spursy. <laughs> That's the kind of goal I would score, right? Like the just happened to be there and kind of fell into the ball and then yeah and then right. it goes across the line there, that's what that's what a good striker does is it, he's there to sweep up that shit in in, in 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 times of true true yeah in times of chaos in the box although that's i would have been there by accident that's the distinction to make between <laughs> between harry kane and myself without question i would have been i would have been still struggling to get past midfield yeah. <laughs> calling um, for a sub but, right no like in, in the midst of my rambling and 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 shit um I gotta say, like my favorite, absolute favorite player, and I and I think uh, next year I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my new kit, uh, whatever it might be, uh, is gonna have a number four on it because Christian Romero is, he is a fucking man, dude. He's the um, real deal. Yeah, no, he no is the real deal. Like, there were times where um, our guys got uh, Emerson got beat, and Romero just kind of stood his ground in the box. Um, Romero was able to fight dudes physically in the box, in the box without incurring some sort of penalty or even a card. Um, there was there was a point where I think it was, I want to say it was Tarek Lamptey, um, just busted up the field with his his incredible speed and 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 footwork. And he busted up the field and into the box. And Romero just out of nowhere came from the other side of the box and just stood in front of him and did nothing. Did nothing, which allowed which allowed Davis to kind of recover and 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 take the ball from him. I mean, it was incredible what Romero does. Um, he's physical. He's good with the ball at his feet. The only thing that he doesn't offer that I think that maybe an Eric Dyer offers is that his ability to um, those long diagonal passes that, that Dyer is kind of, um, developing. He it's, it's that, it's that kind of old school, like Toby, the Toby of, type pass. Yeah. That yeah. Toby type pass that we have been lacking for since Toby left. Mike, I want to point out that that play you just referenced where, um, where Romero did nothing. I, I recall you on our, on our chat, you said something to the effect of Romero did nothing on that play. And it was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like your, yeah. your comment was just that doing nothing was the right thing. Did nothing, do. but it was everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, what a what an what an amazing game to watch. And uh, it, like I said, I I love Brighton and I love their tactics and I love I love the way they play. I love the way they're coached. I think Grant Potter is a brilliant brilliant fucking coach. And uh, the way the way that he switched up tactics, you know, at, at half, um, he. They started in the back three, didn't work out for him. Um, I, I can't remember who their who their center back was, and but he, that that dude was getting destroyed, destroyed by our attackers, and and there's something to be said about that because Lucas did not have a great game, um, and uh, I, we I think we benefited from the fact that Neil Mope fucking sucks. <laughs> That's just I, that's just kind of the, the the high and low of it. So, um, I I think I'm gonna end my rambling right now. But it was a, it was a super fun game to watch, and I had I had a great time watching it. And I haven't been that at ease and that excited to watch and happy watching a game in a long time. Have it, Steve. Let's go back to you. Any final thoughts on Brighton and uh, anything to say about? Uh, Grand Potter's beard, perhaps, um, before we go to our favorite segment of the pod. Brilliant beard. You know, I think he, if Grand Potter was clean shaven, he would have won the game. Possible, highly possible. I think That's, he looks suspect. I don't think his players trusted him with that with that beard attempt. I didn't trust him. And this is speaking as a bearded person, you know. Um, it's it's like the deli thing, right? The hair changes, you're a completely different person. Grand Potter without the beard might have won that game. Grand Potter with the beard botched it. My kids would, would say he he looks sus. I'm just gonna leave it at that and, and 
try to be cool for a moment. Hey, I, th- I think it's time for uh, our favorite segment of the, of the pod. You guys ready? I'm ready. Is, is the world ready? I don't know if the world's ready. Mike appears to be trying to get ready. Steve, it's your turn this week to ask the question. Go for it. Oh, what a brilliant question. Ah, oh, man, the pressure's on, spotlight's on me. Oh, God, if I could ask Mike anything right now, I think the only thing that I would want to know, hey, Mike, what you drinking? Steve, you know. Um, he loves it when you do that, Steve. The, the I could have asked him I'm... anything, just for the record. I could have asked anything, but this is all I care about. You could have said, hey, Mike, what you're wearing. Week. Like, I'm wearing my my favorite T-shirt on the planet, which is my – uh, Ace Freely, uh, 1979 uh, album cover, solo album cover, Kiss shirt. Uh, Dave is somehow wearing a Utah Jazz shirt. I, 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 With I'm wondering how, how his, uh, <laughs> his friends in Chicago are. I will have you that. know, Mike, I'm going to interrupt for a moment. My friend who uh, works for the University of Notre Dame now, Used and it's to, totally a real person. Used to work for the Utah Jazz. And uh, so that's why I have this Utah Jazz. But I was bringing it up because it says 1979 as well, just like your oh. uh, your Ace Freely shirt. So there you go, buddy. There we go. Cool. Uh, we are not back in the New York groove, uh, as as Ace would say. Um, so today, um, today's beer is uh, is a fun beer. I You know, I, I went looking for a beer uh, and I said, I want something out of out of our wheelhouse out of my wheelhouse and uh, uh, different than what we always do um couldn't find it like i went into the beer cave at the georgia market here and it was just rife with pale ales and ipas um so i said well what's what's an ipa I, i looked what's an ipa that i would want to do on the show um that I haven't had yet. So I'm looking through, looking through all of the different IPAs. There were some from Bell's that I really wanted to get. Uh, Bell's out of Michigan. Um, fantastic brewery. But um, I had remembered seeing a post about this uh, on, on one of my, uh, on one of my Facebook pages that I follow a beer, a beer appreciation Facebook page. And it's uh, from a brewery in uh, Quebec. Uh, just, a little southeast of Montreal. Um, it's about an hour from where I am now. Um, hour and a half, maybe an hour from where Steve is. Um, it's called Lagabière. Um, it's it's uh, artisanal. It's an artisanal brewery in in Quebec. Um, I haven't had any of their beers yet, but I I I see them a lot, and and people rave about these beers. Faisantin uh, Millier is the name of the of the beer, um, which um, is a, a it kind of means um, do your best. Um, kind of that's kind of loosely translated. I mean, I'm 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 close to I'm close to <laughs> to Quebec, uh, French Canada. Uh, I I I don't profess to really know the language. Uh, Steve probably does. Fuck no, I don't. You're no, gonna you're get fact checked on Twitter. What's that? You're gonna get fact checked on Twitter. Somebody's gonna tell you that's not how you pronounce it. Faison Tomillier. No, no. Faison Tomillier is is definitely the way to say it. I did take some fucking French in in school. You know, I, I took French classes, uh, like the Brasserie Artisanale. Um, I, Wait, I, hold, I, hold on, bro. Hold on. You got you got it. You got to text me all this stuff, man. You really expect me to write these names down to to put into the the pod notes later on? So just just know. write French beer. That's French all beer. you need. Make, yeah. make it French your beer. best. Make it. We're gonna put make it your best. So that's basically what it says. Uh, which is what Spurs did this week is uh, they, oh, they put out their best product. They put out their Ooh. best product. It I see what their, you did there, Mike. I see their finest effort. Um, well done. This is a cool can. It's a super cool can. The art is really neat. I love beer art. Um, it's, it's very, it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, the way that like poster art is for, uh, for concerts and stuff. Like, it sounds like it really makes you happy. <laughs> your, your, your fucking puns are killing me. Um, so anyway, this, this has, uh, it that has one a was beer. brutal. 
It has a beer in the front. Um, that's fucking awful. You guys are the worst. Um, so it has, a, it has a tulip glass with the with the hops over it, and it's got a, it's like it's up in heaven, you know. It's got a little halo over the beer, it, but the beer art is fantastic. Uh, it's a northeast style India Pale Ale. It comes in at seven percent. Um, so it's uh the name of the town that the brewery is in is a. Uh, Saint Jean, Saint Jean, Richelieu, and uh, it's it's in Quebec. Bless you. Um, and uh, they do Lagabier is the name of the of the brewery. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spell this for you, Dave, after we get off of this because I'm wasting time right now. The top of the can is black, which is fantastic. Um, and one of our one of our um, one of our famous listeners uh, will love that I did use an antibiotic wipe on the top to wipe off my beer cans um, i always do that with my cans when i get them before i open them um, and put them in my beer fridge because everybody knows that you're drinking out of this it's disgusting the the, the breweries are disgusting so uh, let's get into this i'm very excited about this i have a fun i have a fun review to read oh boy Lone Freighter, Lone Freighter is is no is is in uh, is not in sight tonight. Oh, wow! This smells good. This, I'm not gonna lie, this smells good. It's ghosty. Mike, Mike loves this part. This is just Mike up on the soapbox, just doing his thing. I, I, okay. I poured super heavy. Um, let's see. Let's see the head. Let's see how much you screwed it up. <laughs> it's it's forty eight percent head. <laughs> ah, not terrible seen worse um man it smells really really good i want to drink it right out of the can but i think uh i think windy would fucking kill me and you taste those i don't think wipes. he would he's too nice <laughs> he's a very nice guy um, he would ask somebody else to do it sure but <laughs> no yeah he said he sent his hitman Barty over and and uh and ruined me with all of his italian friends um so um yes yeah, so you know like what? I said, even worse i think windy would be disappointed in you <laughs> just disappointed that, that makes it worse that is worse it's the it's it's the parent thing right yeah <laughs> i don't know i think i just called windy my daddy that's weird <laughs> I, I love the guy i love the guy he's a good friend and 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 <laughs> So, oh, Steve, let's look ahead to Southampton coming up. <laughs> so this this review is from a guy called uh, uh, Nero Fiddled, which which is I think uh, well Rome burned, right? Oh, good um, God! This guy this guy is fantastic. This is a great review. I w- I just looked this up and I said this is I got to read this. We'll be the judge uh, of that. Notes. This is notes via stream of consciousness. What? Uh. Ah, Quebec. How I wish I were there right now. The packaging... The packaging... I can't even read this. The packaging design is quite nice. And the beer has poured a cloudy golden beneath a finger's width of bright white foam. The nose is pungent and resinous. (laughs) Dank and piney. And citrusy, tropical. I'm quite curious as to how and how... (laughs) What do, I'm quite curious now as to what hops these might be. Onto the flavor. Well, it's got some. It's got some. <laughs> it's got some great flavor. Some hop bite to it. I'm not going on with this. This is fucking ridiculous. This guy's a jerk. Yeah, had it. It has flavor. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so he goes on, and it and it's and it's and it's. It's worse than the the Lone Freighter porn review. Um, so, so no fingers of lace discussed. Any anything like that? No lacy fingers. Um, so I'm going to drink this and I'm going to tell you what I think. Uh, give me two seconds here. Good, because if we take any longer, we're going to be like the Australians. It's going to be tomorrow before you're done. It's already tomorrow there. It Can is. you believe it? It's wild. This guy gives it a 4.26. 4.26. 
hey folks mike's even changing his camera angle for for this for this review like this, this is this is serious shit this is serious stuff absolutely I'm, we need to I'm, get I'm on i'm on beta breath right now mike. i want to see you finish that entire pint right now and then review it just chug the entire thing you know, your chug a five dollar can beer. Your peer pressure may work because I had a rough day at work. <laughs> um, challenge accepted. Oh no, <laughs> Steve! Now we have to talk to each other for oh, not, no, not he's, much he's got this. He did I'm it, folks. Monitor. I grew up in the woods, dude. He did it. Um, what else are they gonna do? <laughs> that beer. So that beer was given a four point two six by this guy. He said it's nicely balanced and not too sweet with the hop acids giving you a little burn this beer tastes like to me um you ever seen like uh uh what's the Ch the chiquita banana lady with the with the head yeah i think she got it? she got canceled i want to say but yes we she know probably what you're talking did. About. she probably yeah. did it, it makes yeah. it makes sense that she did um but it tastes like every tropical fruit you can think of in a beer it's it's fizzy um it gives i, I don't know the mouth feel uh is is nice it's nice if, if it's easy drinking for a seven percent beer um i'm going i'm going with this guy 4.25 this, this is a couple is fantastic a couple strong ratings in a row i believe are we in a bit of a a four plus role here mike I, well, we might be. I mean, who knows? I, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I got another beer up from a new brewery um, that I'll that I'll do uh, that I'll do on the next podcast, and and we'll see. But um, this this beer is fantastic. I really enjoy it. Now, when you say new, do you mean like new local to Vermont or somewhere else? Brand new brewery in Vermont, local to Vermont. All right, all right. Uh, I yeah, have to it, ask because it's I was a just very reading... no, it's a very it's a very unique spot in uh, Jericho. Oh, interesting. You know, I was just reading. Uh, I guess a bunch of breweries have been closing down in in Connecticut, a couple states over, and uh, it sounds like they've just oversaturated their entire beer market with crap beer and are wondering why they're failing. Well, you that's know, real. The, that's the a real issue. Was about the bubble is going to burst at some point. Um, beer people still love beer, and they and they always will. But it has to be good beer. You can't just brew crap and expect to succeed. Right, which is why I think uh, I, I think a brewery like uh, our, our friends at Good Water are are a perfect type of brewery because they don't just you know sit in that one wheelhouse. They have uh, a number of different kinds of beers. You don't you don't have to sit in that IPA you know laden wheelhouse. Um, so I I love the way that Marty and and Tyler uh, brew there, and um, you know uh, Tyler's a good friend of mine from high school, and 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 I can tell you that like the guy has extreme passion for beer, um, and uh, he's worked at a number of different breweries in Vermont, but I can tell you that like breweries like that that have that don't have just blow your face off IPAs are the ones that that succeed. They might middle along and hang out, but they're the ones that succeed long term. You don't have to have six different IPAs. You just need to have one good one. Right. 4.25. All right. We'll take it. 4.25 and you're going to send me Faisal that information. Tell me, yeah. or share that yeah, information yeah. later. Faisal yeah, yeah. Tell me, yeah. Uh, also, I do know, uh, uh, you know, like, is uh, you a baseball? We know that. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, I play baseball, right? Ooh. I don't play baseball not anymore. And I uh, just squeeze it on and on. Listen. Also, I, I'll, I'll, Look, I'll, I'll draw I'll French on you, you all, all day long. Hey, listeners, this, this is what happens when Mike uh, drinks that, that's beer what happens uh, as quickly as he just did. Yeah, that's it, exactly. it, it, I just said I, I am a banana. So. Next week, Mike's going to Mike's going to do a beer bong live on the pod. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> beer bong. Uh, we call them funnels here. You know, no, it, it, beer bongs. Why? Because from. they're funnels. In my True. education career, 
dating back to elementary school, I'm pretty sure I took the exact same level of Spanish from elementary school all the way through college. I never got higher than like first level Spanish. That's just all we had. But you know how to find the bathroom, right? You know where the exit is. You can get through an airport. That's, That's really all you need. Am I right? What's amazing is that I went, I went, I went to Spanish five in high school. I know where you went to high school, Mike, and I I don't believe they had Spanish five there. They did. I went to Spanish five. I went to Spanish five and I can't speak a lick of Spanish. Bingo. So there you go. And this has been, Hey Mike, what you drinking? This has been, Hey Mike, what you drinking? All right, boys, let's, uh, we don't have a ton of time left tonight, but let's, let's look at what lies ahead. I, I think things are somewhat interesting and I'm killing time here as I open up my phone and get to the old Spurs, uh, app, which is the worst app in the history of the world, by the way, anyone else share that opinion about the Spurs app and ability to navigate things? I've I don't never think it's opened the it. worst ever, but it's not. I haven't. I never opened it. It's it's not on caliber of what a, a Premier League football club's uh, app should be. Let's just go that far. But here's what we got coming up. Um, most of, or all of these matches in the near future are in the league. We've got Southampton on Wednesday of this week. Winnable. At the weekend, we got Wolves. Winnable. Followed by City Away. Um, followed by Burnley. Bravo. Burnley leads Everton. United, West Ham, Newcastle, Villa. Guys, there, there's a stretch here where we can. Is that the entire the, the entirety of the rest of the schedule? Uh, that gets you up to April 9th, what I just yeah. said to you. But that's followed by Brighton, Brentford, Leicester, Liverpool, Burnley, and Norwich. And that's that's the last match. We, and year. we still have we still have uh, Brighton and Arsenal to uh, to reschedule. Burnley, Burnley and Arsenal. I think the or no, no, the, no the Burnley's Burnley been rescheduled. Yep. Point being, we could do some damage. Am I crazy, or is there the possibility of us doing some damage? Steve, what do you think? Uh, yes, you are crazy, but not because of this. Um, no, I think it's absolutely spot on. I mean, right now, the way that Conte's got the team playing, the uh, really, it's just City and Liverpool that that I feel are out of our reach. Um, Although for whatever reason, we've been doing really well against city um, lately, but I, I just don't see us getting anything away at, at Manchester city. That just doesn't seem feasible to me. And, you know, Liverpool has just got our number. Um, but the rest of them, you know, I don't think we'll outright win them all, but I think we've got a, a really decent shot at every game for the rest of the season. Um, especially the way that they're playing out, right? Like Southampton and Wolves aren't pushovers by any stretch of the imagination, right? Um, but they're good games, I think, for the squad to put into practice what Nuno's been going on for, you know, the international break and and integrating some of the, well, the two new faces, uh, Kulisevsky and Bentanker. Um so I, I think this is a good opportunity for us to like get some momentum, right? If we can get that momentum going before we, we hit that first big L uh, that's loss uh, for people who haven't quite made that connection. Uh, I think, I think we'll be in a good spot. I think, um, you know, the momentum is going to be helpful. We'll get into a rhythm. Conte is going to have the team well-drilled, uh, beat to shit to be honest i mean his training sessions sound brutal but um we don't really have a lot of distraction right we've got the fa cup that we're still in um going up against uh, middlesbrough in the next round which again shouldn't be that difficult united uh but yeah i mean I, I think you're spot on, Dave. The way that everything's structured, we don't play Liverpool till late. You know, we'll have a little stumble against Man City, but I think we can string together some results, get that momentum going, and and feel good going into the uh, back half of the season and and seeing this thing out. It should be an interesting time. Mike, what do you think? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with everything Steve said. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean. I count City and Liverpool's losses in if I'm trying to tally up like look at look ahead and tally up points. Um, 
that said, like top four, top three, maybe even is very attainable. Uh, top four is definitely attainable. Um, I I think I think uh, right now if if you get in Betancourt and 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 Klosowski, um going, in in and in place and like Klosowski is gonna gonna probably frustrate people as much as Lucas does. Um, you know the. It's 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 he's a different type of player than Lucas. He's better at, at carrying the ball. He's better at uh, looking for passes and, and finding passes to make. the 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 thing is, is that like when when he does when he does that, he slows the play down. Um, you know, a, a second look back at the game. You know, he slow. It, it, it was twenty minutes, right? But it's slow. He slows kind of a, a counterattack down, but because he's so methodical with the ball, um, and he's looking for that pass, he found he found Stevie B on on what was kind of a uh, a deadened uh, counterattack, um, and, and he still found Stevie B. So he might frustrate people initially, um, but I think again he's gonna frustrate people in a different way that like Lucas frustrates people, so it might be a, a new look at him is 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 uh, different than what people have seen out of Lucas for five years now. Mike, um, can I interject for a moment just on that point, and I'm coming yeah, back yeah, yeah. to you. I agree with you. He slowed down the counterattack. Um, I don't know that he slows it down though. Like when I saw him, and I noticed it live. It happened multiple times where we were on the break and then his pass would kind of stall things out. Right. But right, then right, I also, right. then I also reflected to anytime one of our key guys has come back after a layoff, whether it's been for injury or being away at internationals or, or because they, you know, wanted to be sold to Manchester city and didn't get sold, you know, whatever the reason was <laughs> that someone was, was out, they always come back and they have that same dynamic in play. And I've always just chalked it up to just, just lack of connection with the guys, you know? So when I look at Kulisevsky and even Bentanker and, and, um, and any rustiness that might've shown up, what have they been in the squad two days? I think they, yeah, they showed yeah, up I, on I like mean, Thursday or Friday. Right. So I, I guess be, I'm optimistic. There shouldn't be any rustiness, but I mean, there's going to be a connectivity issue, a timing issue, right? Like a a, timing. A yeah. 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 It's, it, it's like a, it's like, uh, I, I do this every single week. But it's like a it's like a wide receiver coming into a team, right? Who who hasn't played with a quarterback yet? Like finding that timing. So I mean, like I said, he's going to frustrate you in different ways than Lucas does. Where Lucas's um, issue is that he he's constantly looking at his feet. He's looking at the ground. He's not looking up to make the pass. He's looking to score. He's looking to to beat three to five guys. <laughs> that are packing the box. Kulisowski's looking to make a pass. Um, he's not necessarily looking to score uh, constantly. I think I think the guy the of, of this January window that we actually found out was actually pretty successful. Um, I think the guy that we're looking at is is, is Bettenker. I think that guy is um, going to be phenomenal. And I think Steve, like on on, on a bit Spursy. I think that Steve had his his major point is that he's in kind of an amalgamation of all of our midfielders that we currently have. He's the best part of all of our midfielders. So it's going to be that guy. It's going to be Benker eventually with any one of those other three dudes. Um, hopefully Skippy, in, in my estimation. Uh, and and Winksy Winksy fits in there. Um, I think Hoyberry's going to find himself, uh, it, you know, it, not kicked out of the bus, but you know maybe in. Well, the cool kids sat in the back of the bus, right? But when I was in when I was in school, the cool kids all sat in the back of the bus, uh, going to games. So uh, he's going to be at the front of the bus with the coach, sitting with the coach. I think eventually Hoyberry. So. You know, I think I think Benton Kerr is going to be our guy that we we that we've kind of found. Uh, even though he's what twenty four years old, 
believe so. Twenty four, maybe twenty five, yeah, yeah. but twenty four sounds the, about right. Yeah, the guys, the guys got the, he's got the midfield ability to be a little bit creative, but he's defensive at the same time. He's got the uh, ability to have that shit housery that we love from, that we loved from uh, a guy like Lamella. Um, he got a fucking yellow card in twenty minutes of play. Like not even twenty minutes of play. Like, what was he? Seven, eight minutes of play. So I, 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 I have a lot of hope for this team going forward. Um, I think that I, th- I think that, you know, you chalk up those those city and and Liverpool matches as as losses, and if they don't end up as losses, you end up with a with a with a draw or even better a win out of those. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. It shows that it shows progress. It shows progress. As for Harry Kane, I don't know. What do you, I, I, I'm going to ask you, Dave, I'm, I'm going to ask you, Dave, what do you think of Harry Kane now versus what we, what we, versus HK 10? What do I think of Harry Kane now? Versus I, Florida, Florida man slash HK 10. Yeah. Listen, I, I like what I'm seeing emerge from Harry Kane now. Here's my problem with Kane. And I, and I got to admit, I'm, I'm a person who was saying to myself, the summer of 2019 was the time to sell Harry Kane. You know, peak value could have absolutely gotten a lot, a lot of money for him. What I struggle with about Harry Kane is it's February, right? It's February. When does the season start? Uh, did we start mid-August this past this past year or was it early September? I don't recall. But the point being it's been like five months that we're into the season. We're, we're past the halfway point and Harry Kane is starting to find his stride, which is fantastic for Spurs and the timing couldn't be better, but you know what better timing would have been in freaking September, right? <laughs> it, it would have been better to have been a part of the club, to be connected with your teammates and to be able to execute and, and, and pull things off. So I actually have no regrets about our HK 10 era. I have no regrets about how we felt about him and his shenanigans and his uh, botched effort to get out of the club. Because if you want to get out of the club, there's a right way to do it. And there's a wrong way. And he picked the wrong way. But I mm-hmm. do like, I do like what I'm seeing from Kane in terms of his intensity, his excitedness, um, his apparent camaraderie with the guys and his, his apparent respect and value for the manager. You know, so he, he, clearly... does, he does have uh, a little bit of a, he does leave a little bit of a scar on your, on your on your spurs them yeah you know I, I i don't think i don't think we can ever hold harry kane up as the idol again he's just an amazing one of our own right but i mean but, as long as he's scoring goals for us and and uh he he claims to play for that play for the shirt play for the badge um i i i love harry kane you love Harry Kane. Listen I to that. Do, folks, I do. You know? I just don't. I don't love. I don't love what happened at the beginning of the season, and I think it was an ill-timed, uh, an ill-timed interview that he had. Um, and and quite honestly, like, I I think that Harry Kane was, um, at the time he felt a little bit, um, let down by his club, that he grew up with. And uh, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, blamed him for playing for another team. But at the same time, I, I, I think that he just said some things that probably, that probably weren't right at the time. And as long as he's going to come here and play for the shirt and play for the badge and, and, and show that excitement that he showed after that Leicester game, I'm, I'm going to back Harry Kane. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, Mike. And I, I guess I would say I wanted to throw I, him in the fucking trash. I did. Yeah, I, I guess I would say I don't not back Harry Kane and I don't not want them. They shouldn't use the double negative. I want him to be successful and I want him to be a spur for life. Right. But if we if we talk about love and if we talk about playing for the badge, like so let's just draw Let's draw back to family. Let's draw back to people you care about. Right. It's it's possible to say to someone, I love you, but I don't like you right now. That's a real thing. You know, that that happens in life in, in real relationships. And I think um, Spurs fans could say that a lot about Harry Kane. Hey, we love you, but we didn't like what you did. But you know what the key missing part is? 
I'd love to see Harry Kane say, hey, Spursdom, you know what? I screwed up. I handled that the wrong way. I went about it incorrectly. I held out, for lack of a better term. I wasn't there for my guys. And let's be honest, it negatively affected the first half of the campaign. It's negatively affected his goal total. And all it takes is my bad, folks. I'm sorry. So, so where do you think Harry Kane stands now? Do you think Harry Kane is Spurs from here on out? Or do you think Harry Kane is going to decide this coming summer he still wants to go away? Or the next summer that he, he wants to go away. What do you think Harry Kane I think, does? I think Harry Kane is Spurs. Um, I do. I just do. I think he realized that th- there was a, a a mistake that was made. Um, I think he saw that. Um, look, Manchester City's great. It's a great spot. He really would have probably excelled there. Uh, he would have been. It, he would have shown why he's the best, why he's the best striker in the world. But at the same time, um, they signed Jack Grealish. They 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 bought Jack Grealish for a hundred million to sit him on the fucking bench, right? So now he's going. These assholes. These assholes are just going to spend money to spend money. I have a club who has passion for this game. I have a club who has supported me from my youth, from from when I was a child. I need to take advantage of this. And he, he's got, what, what is it, 29, 30 goals away from being the top ever? I'm, I mean, he's got a, he's got a coach that's going to get him there. And I think that he likes that. He's... Mike loves Harry Kane. I, I do. He loves him. We make top. We make top four. I buy. I buy a ten jersey. Or oh, ooh, there it is. Uh, top four ten jersey. Steve's Steve's top four uh, winky jersey. Steve, this I, is, I think this that is was, what happens when you make me pound that beer. I, I think that was, <laughs> that was that was sort of Mike's closing thought. So Steve, I just want to go. It, to it you, is like, my closing thought. What's what's your closing thought? What do you got for us? Oh gosh, closing thoughts. Where do I begin? Um, you know what? I, I'm going to take it uh, a slightly different route. And by slightly, I mean I'm going completely into a different ballpark altogether. Um, but it needs to be said uh, for any of us, uh, any of you listeners out there uh, who are, are Vermonters like us. Um, I just wanted to let you all know we are less than a month away from uh, Vermont Town Meeting Day, uh, which is super important for local elections. Uh, and I would encourage all of you to get out and, and vote local. Uh, up here uh, where I live, we have a highly contested uh, school board spot uh, being fought over uh, between a loving, caring parent uh, who attends these school board meetings and fights on behalf of, uh, you know, all of our children and a uh, racist QAnon supporter uh, who has voiced his displeasure with the teaching profession. So it's, it's very crucial that we're all getting out there. We're all exercising our civil rights to vote and uh, making sure that duty. we stop the, duty. Uh, the rot. It might not even be that extreme everywhere. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, you got to vote. You know, you can't just show up once every four years and then complain. We went off the rails tonight. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely did. But boy, it's been fantastic, right? Wouldn't you agree? I, I, I think it has. I think it's been a, a fun conversation. Like I said, I said we're we're the we're we're the fun times guys. Fun times guys, there you have it, there you have it, folks. That's that's been it. We went all over the place this evening, and we are happy happy to do so. The most enjoyable Spurs podcast on the interwebs. Uh, that's us. And uh, with that, we appreciate each of you, uh, Mike and Steve. I appreciate our time together. Just as an as an aside for our listeners, uh, next couple of pods we got a. A couple good guests getting ready to join us. I'm not going to tell you who, but we'll uh, we'll just leave that out there for you wondering. And we are getting ready to go on our international break. We're not going to record next weekend because 
here in the States, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and that is a relatively uh, um, busy weekend for those of us who uh, who do do our thing the way we do it. So uh, we're not going to record no next weekend. Yeah, I'm with you on the Bengals as well. All right. Uh, as opposed actually. to the ah. as opposed to the Stan Kroenke owned Rams, we're not going to support them by any means. We don't need any more money going to that family. So uh, with that, this has been Wicked Spursy. Appreciate you always, gentlemen. Quiz, 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 quiz. Be safe.